Welcome to a special edition of the Latitude Photography Podcast, the show where we talk about all things related to landscape and travel photography. I'm calling it a special edition because this episode is being published on both my Latitude feed and the Master Photography Podcast feed. With our somewhat long transition to the shows being on their own independent feeds, I'll be publishing this show less and less on the Master Photography feed. But in the meantime, I've decided to call these shows special edition shows to help identify them. Today's show is the first installment that is all about bags. To hear episode two, you'll have to find it on the Latitude feed only in a couple of weeks. So what's the deal with all these bags? Certainly there's no one perfect bag, yet the pursuit for that perfect bag continues. This is a different format for the show where I have listeners calling in and we talk about their preferred bags and bag desires. There's a few other things that I need to start out with first though, and that is I have my first discount code for you to use. If you're looking to buy a Peak Design bag, use the code LATITUDE at checkout for 10% off on their website. Any item you want from their website, that is. It's not going to work on their new Kickstarter campaign, but on that Peak Design website, click on the I have a promo code button and use the word LATITUDE for 10% off each purchase that you make. Also, if you're inclined to go with a Think Tank or Mindshift bag, check out the show notes on the podcast website for a link where you'll get a free gift. It's an affiliate link and they track things differently than Pink Design does, so that's why I need you to click on that link if you're interested. These two companies, in my estimation, are developing the bags that are closest to perfection across their respective lineups. And finally, one last announcement. I'm still in the process of selling my inventory gear at brentrenslenses.com. There's plenty of gear still available, from the Nikon 200-500, the Canon 5D Mark IV, and others. It's all got to go, and now you can get 5% off the already great prices through the end of August. Just use the discount code CLOSE5 at discount, that's C-L-O-S-E, and the numeral 5 without any spaces, and you'll get 5% off when you purchase. And remember, shipping is also included. Plus, I've actually reduced some of those starting prices anyway, so that's like a double bonus on the reductions. And now, on with the show. First up, I'd like to talk about a few bags that I own. The Side Path by Mindshift Gear. Oh, and by the way, Mindshift Gear and Think Tank Photo are now officially one company. They've been operating as two separate companies since their inception, but now they're one. This probably makes more sense anyway. Well, the Side Path is a smaller bag that's great for trips to the local park or when you're camping and you just need a bit of essentials for the day. Mostly my wife uses it, but I've used it too without issue. The adjusting straps and smaller format bag fit perfectly on my back, and hers as well. The camera compartment is rather small, but that's to be expected on a bag this size. The entire bag measures in at about 10.6 inches wide, 5.9 inches deep, and 19 inches tall. But that top part tapers a bit at the top, so it doesn't feel like a very large bag. And quite frankly, it's not. The camera compartment is only about 9 by 6.5 by 5.5 inches, and it can hold a crop sensor DSLR with one, maybe two lenses, and my 5D Mark IV fits in there all by itself with one lens, or more frequently the way we use it, we throw in the original EOS M with two lenses, the charger, and a cleaning cloth. Check out the show notes for a link to get your gift at checkout. There's 13 different accessory items that Think Tank lets you choose from, including a memory card and battery wallet, a gear pouch mount, a lens changer 25 version 2, and others. The side path weighs in at about 1.6 pounds, or that's 0.7 kilograms. And if you need something for a short shoot and you have a smaller kit, it's a great option to consider. Next up is the Exposure Series by Mindshift. 
If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know how much I like, and sometimes I've actually said love, my Tenba DNA 13 messenger bag. I also use the MindShift Exposure 13 and was able to give away the Exposure 15 to a listener when my new feed launched, thanks to the company. Anyway, the reason I like this bag over the DNA 13 are that it's a bit more rugged. Sometimes I want the slightly more forgiving qualities of the DNA 13, but if you want solid protection, the exposure seems to be just a bit more robust. It's also more waterproof. Given its construction of a more solid core that protects the gear and the infused flap lid, they call it DWR fabric, this bag will simply do a better job at keeping out the elements. Mostly water, of course. Add the included rainfly and you're good to go. It's not watertight, don't get me wrong. But when I was in a deluge of rain using the DNA 13 with a rainfly, the camera gear still got a bit moist on the inside and it took a few hours to dry it all out. To be fair, I've not used the Exposure 13 in, in a deluge of rain, but I'm pretty sure that it'll be better at keeping that out. The name Exposure was a good choice on their part, I think. I also like how the shoulder strap connects to the bag. It's very low profile and that minimizes the potential to snag on things such as clothing. It perfectly fits my 5D Mark IV with Pro Media Gear L bracket and the 24 to 70 attached. I then add a 16 to 35 and a 70 to 300 to the mix. And if I'm going heavy, I'll swap out that telezoom for the 100 to 400 Canon lens. It's got all the necessary slots and pockets to hold the charger and whatever else you'll need for a multi-day shoot. And it'll even hold your 13-inch computer. This used to be a big deal for me, but now I'm more inclined to take my 15-inch computer with me instead. So if I use this bag, I'll be carrying my computer in a different bag. Now, there are a few things about the DNA 13 by Tenba that I do like a little better. In a pinch, if I wanted to take my 15-inch MacBook Pro, I can slip it in between the camera insert and the computer sleeve. It's less protected this way, but it works. Plus, the insert is removable, and so I can just use this as a regular bag, which I virtually never do. Or I can take that insert and I can put it into my Eagle Creek backpack messenger bag that I use every day for work. It kind of converts between both the backpack and messenger, depending on what I need. And that instantly turns it into a camera bag as well. And finally, the buckle attachment on the exposure takes a tiny bit of getting used to. The DNA uses a combination of Velcro and very easy to work clips on the front. Given the less rigidity of the DNA, their way of closing the lid does make sense. And the buckle certainly makes sense for the exposure. It's just slightly different and takes a little getting used to. So head on over to the website, latitudephotographypodcast.com for some links and uh, check it out. But now let's move on to the next portion of the show where we have listeners call in. We've got a lot of great comments coming in from all of you in these conversations. And also, remember, this is part one of the part two series. Part two will come out after I release my episode on my upcoming trip to Hong Kong. And I also talk about jet lag in that episode as well. With that, let's get to the callers. Our first caller today is Drew Armstrong. Welcome, Drew. Hey, thank you, Brent. Oh, you bet. And you are going to tell us a little bit about the Shimoda Designs bag. So what do you have? And then just kind of walk through the details. Uh, I'm assuming you really like these bags, but, you know, if there's some nuances about them that you wish they did differently, certainly fill us in on that as well. No, I, I really do like them. I um, I have a, a Peak Designs 30-liter uh, bag. 
backpack and I've got the messenger bag from Peak as well. And I love those bags. Sure. But um, for the type of traveling that I'm doing and, you know, a lot of times I'm doing um, landscape photography where I actually have to backpack into some place and, and uh, you're worried about the weather a little bit. And, and then the modularity of, of these things, I am actually pretty sold on the Shimoda system. I was not a Kickstarter backer. Okay. I, I came into this after I had seen um, some reviews and things like that. And, and uh, I took these recently to uh, Scotland and Ireland for 18 days. And the way the system works as far as being able to get it through the airport and all of that, it's handy. Okay. And so which ones specifically do you have? So what I've got, I've got some uh, several of the different interior type core units. Uh, there's one that's twice as big as the other. I've got a few of those. And then I've got uh, some of the smaller bags that are designed to hold uh, cables and cords and batteries and that type of thing, but they're designed to go inside the larger units. And then I've got a 40, I've got the 40 liter, they've got a 60 liter backpack as well. Okay. Um, I've got the 40 liter backpack and I've got the roller bag and right. uh, the roller bag has kind of a doctor bag top to it. And the thing that I loved about um, this system with these two bags is that when I was traveling, I could take the same core modules that are holding my lenses and camera and when I'm going through the airport and you're, you know, running from one end of Newark airport to the other, pulling a roller bag behind me that is super heavy. Right. And then I've got my clothes in my backpack and travel stuff in the backpack. And I've got all the heavy stuff in the roller bag. And then when I get to my hotel, to my final destination, in two seconds, you can transfer the interior core units from the uh, bag to the backpack. And now I can carry that stuff on my back when I'm actually going out to do some photography when I'm at the destination. And, and th that's super handy. Nice. So basically when you're going through the airports and such, all of that heavy stuff is not on your back. It's on the wheels. And then, as you said, you get there, just quick swap a swoop it around, whatever you want to call it. And then you're out shooting and you got your gear in your backpack. Yes. And another thing that I love is that these have these, have these core units. And I mean, that's not a new idea, but they also have a small bag that is exactly the size of the core unit that comes with the core unit okay. that allows you to pull that core unit out. And um, in, in one situation, so I, I've got all the heavy stuff in the roller bag. And I had, when we flew from Utah, where I live, to Scotland, that was a four leg flight. Mm. It was awful. And we got stuck on a little commuter plane where they're like, no, the, everything, everything's going underneath. Yeah. And I said, there's no way. I'm going to let you put my lenses and my camera underneath. And so what I did is I took two seconds and I pulled the main core unit that's a, a kind of a square that's probably about oh, 20, maybe 20 inches per side. I pulled that out, zipped it into its little carrying, very lightweight carrying nylon bag. And all of a sudden I can just put that over my shoulder and I can carry that on my lap in the, in the little tiny commuter airplane. Right. And so I'm like, eh, go ahead. You can you can check all that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. This is what's important. And right. uh, I'm not getting on that airplane if that's going underneath. So exactly. That was a huge help. The other thing that's nice about these is is the construction. I mean, all of them have the weatherproof zippers so that they seal all the way up.
up over the teeth and everything. Um, but it has a rain fly as well. If you want to use that, frankly, I don't think there's really any reason to do that unless you were hiking for eight hours in the Columbia River Gorge or something like that. But these, the material that they're made out of relative to, you know, some of these other nice materials that look good and they perform pretty well with peak with their, their, uh, you know, kind of a waxed meat. I mean, I've never had anything get wet, but the difference is, is that this material is what a real outdoor backpack would be made out of. One of the other things that's neat about these bags is that the way they open, they open the long way. Another thing I think that is really nice about these is they are very adjustable for size so that they fit on your back. If you're a little tiny person or a very large person, um, the, the straps you can completely detach from the bag. And there are four different places on the bag, kind of a ladder. You can hook the shoulder straps on different places depending on your height, right. depending on the size of your bag. So what kind mm-hmm. of gear are you carrying around with this uh, with this bag? Oh, I... <laughs> I mean, the thing that's nice for me is that I, I can switch switch it around a lot, and I, I generally do. But what I'm carrying is a 70 to 200 attached to my camera when okay. I'm traveling. I'm carrying a 17 millimeter Canon tilt shift, and then at my my Sony 16 to 35. When I'm gone for a long time, I've got a Carson Lumi Loop on top of a 2x teleconverter. I also have a breakthrough photography. I got the magnetic filter kit for that, and I can put those in the little bags of, and then I carry an intervalometer and, and uh, sunglasses and... Uh, cool. Well, thank you very much. It sounds like a really interesting system and for folks who want to follow along with, you know, kind of look at the pictures of what we're talking about here, uh, ShimodaDesigns.com is their website. And that's where you place the orders as well. You can see the details of what we're talking about with the adjustable harness, the different core units, the different colors, all that kind of thing. And then, of course, we'll have some information in the show notes as well. So you can look up the website and find that link in the show notes. I really appreciate you calling in and thank you so much. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. All right. So our next caller is Jeff Bolte. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brent. Oh, you bet. And you would like to tell us about a few of the Think Tank bags, the Streetwalker HD and the Airport International. Definitely. So which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, I think we can go about the uh, Streetwalker hard drive first. Um, you know, that's my pretty much my go-to bag for pretty much everyday use. All right. First off, describe for us the, the basic kind of photography you do, the equipment that you're looking to carry around with you and how this bag then fits you know that that ultimate ideal for okay. you on the regular you know day to day i'm generally shooting a lot of sports photography you know i dabble in a little bit of everything you know my company we handle you know corporate and sports uh business stuff a little bit of everything so you okay. know day to day it can change here and there and then uh what gear do you shoot like what would be the longest uh, I lens shoot all, uh, nikon exclusive um for the streetwalker i tend to throw my 70 to 200 in i can fit my sigma 120 to 300 in if i need to um but generally i'll, I'll carry that out on its own okay you know my main feature with that bag I pretty much got that because I travel the country sometimes for corporate work, okay. and it fits underneath most airline seats oh. when it's packed correctly. So, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, fitting it in the overhead. Yeah, I, I can carry that on as actually my personal item bag if I want to. Yeah. It doesn't look like it would. It looks uh, slightly larger uh, mm-hmm. with the pictures that they're showing. But I'm always interested myself in a bag that would fit underneath the, the yep. airline seats because when I fly out of my little small town, we've got the little puddle jumper airplanes and 
and right. the overhead bin is not going to take mm-hmm. your your regular size carry on bag. And right. sometimes if I'm carrying so much gear, they they want to toss it behind us, and I'm just like, oh, I hate doing that. That's just not yes. right. And you yep. know, only one flight or whatever, but still, it's just like that shouldn't happen. So yeah, having it to be able to fit underneath the seat that's that's really sweet, and it still mm-hmm. fits. It looks like a 15 inch laptop, which is nice. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I have a 2017 MacBook Pro uh, that fits no problem. I also fit my old 17 inch MacBook Pro in there. So wow, you know, it, it's definitely that's, got the room. That that has room. Yeah. What are some of the really neat features that you just love about this bag? You know, ideally, it just fits everything that I need. You know, like you said, okay. it's got the side pockets. I can fit batteries. You know, extra batteries in there that I need to reach real easy. You know, the front pocket can hold a lot of things. I tend to put my passport and you know some important stuff in there just that I need to reach right away. You know, it can carry a tripod if you need to. It's got a setup where um, it's got the tripod loop that'll hold it. You know, it can pretty much do everything that you need. Yeah, it looks like something for the tripod. It comes out of the bottom portion. That's where the feet go, and then you've got a strap yep. that can go around the legs, both lower right. and upper towards the head and so it looks like it's probably fairly secure in holding that Mm -hmm. tripod now does it have water bottle holders on the side is that what i'm seeing there they could fit small water bottles. Um, okay. You know, it depends on if you what you have in the pockets to begin with. You know, okay. They're packed pretty tight. Then it, you know, the, the, they really don't hold that much if if you have anything in there. But if if they're kind of light, you know, there's not much in there, then you're good. All right. So that item behind the water bottle holder, it look it, there's a zippered panel there. That's yes. just a small little uh, pocket. Then it's not like access to your gear or anything. No, it's not access to the gear. Generally, with those, I tend to put in um, like a uh, USB based uh, phone charger or something like that uh, mm. you know travel charger with the battery pack and everything tell us about where it holds the computer it looks like it's right up against your back is that the case yeah yeah the, the, there's a zipper up on the top end um, their previous model um, had the zipper on the side so you could get it from mm. the side but when the zipper fails and you go to take your la- your bag off the laptop can can fall out you just yeah it'll tumble out um, that would be bad you know so they so they changed it for this model and because i actually i've had both models um and the zipper actually failed on the on the laptop side Mm. so that was a problem um so i got the new one it had the zipper up top you know so it's a little more secure if something does fail but you know if the zipper fails you know due to manufacturer defect they they'll replace it no charge you know their their warranties are amazing nice that's good to hear because you say a zipper fails and i'm all of a sudden thinking wait you went and bought version two when something failed how does that doesn't make sense to me but right you're saying their warranty and all that good stuff that's oh, yeah. always good to hear well you figure that the first bag lasted about four or five years of travel so yeah you know. if you're using it pretty consistently that's actually really good right Tell us about this other bag you have uh, that you want to talk about. It's the Airport International, and now it looks like we're on version 3. Yeah, I currently have the version 2, so it's a little different. But overall, you know, it's the build quality is huge. Um, that was my primary bag for the longest time until... You know, I decided to jump to a smaller bag with the backpack to make a little easy use to move um, and kind of shrink my kit a little when I needed to. Yeah. But, um, you know, when I when I do my air travel, both of those bags come with me. The International goes in the overhead. You know, the, the Streetwalker goes underneath. Um, you know, the roller wheels are great. The handle's great. The space in that is just huge. You know, you can easily fit 300 2.8 in there, a 70 to 200, two flashes, you know, two to three camera bodies. They don't skimp on, the, on you know, fitting everything in that you need. So, Jeff, any last uh, second items you may have thought of you want to toss out there for these two great bags? I feel the Think Tank warranty, which hopefully not many people have to deal with on any bags, 
is excellent. Uh, I was actually on an event getting ready to leave within the next 48 hours. And I had one of the wheels fail on me on the uh, international. And I contacted them and they ended up overnighting a new set of wheels to me. So I had them before I had to travel. So I didn't have the issue of just carrying a big heavy bag, you know, through the airport. That, yeah, that's number one. That's awesome and good that they have such good service. But yeah, I can't imagine trying to lug that around. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jeff. I appreciate you calling in and uh, giving us all this great info on these two great bags. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Our next caller is Brent Huntley. Brent, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be back. Yeah, thanks. You were with us uh, when we spoke with uh, Dan Bailey a few episodes ago talking about the Fuji system and, and all that. So, yeah, great to have you back on the show. And you're looking to... Uh, talk with us about the low pro whistler 450 is that right correct so tell us about the main uh parts of this bag why it's you know what what's the deal with this bag why is it a good bag yeah so uh it's a bag i've been using a lot lately there's a couple uh things i really like using it for one is um, kind of outdoor adventure hiking uh, type bag. The bag was actually designed in conjunction with a pretty famous ski photographer. And you can tell from the bag, it's meant for the outdoors. It's got a lot of little things in it to, uh, you know, keep your gear dry, keep it safe. I also like it has a lot of extra space in it. So when I'm traveling um, on a photography trip, you know, I can put all my clothes in a pocket and my sh- extra shoes and boots. And, uh, you know, I can pack a sleeping bag on it without a problem. Nice. So it's great for that. Yeah, as I'm clicking through the pictures on the website, so we'll have links in the show notes uh, so you can look at what we're talking about here. But uh, Brent, as I click through the photos on the website, you know, it looks like it just has pockets everywhere. You know, you're talking about putting <laughs> clothes in and all that kind of stuff. Give us a little bit of a rundown on the different types of you know gear that you know we might be able to consider ourselves carrying. And then also, I want to know what kind of camera gear. Uh, it holds. Now you shoot the Fuji system, so it's a little bit smaller, but you know, what, what could we expect to carry with this? Yeah. So I do shoot Fuji, so it is smaller and there's way more space than I would ever need. Uh, but in looking up, I kind of looked up what other people fit in it to see what, what you could do. Um, I actually just published a review last night on photography and travel.com about it. Um, the main gear pocket there that you get into from the back of the bag, it's actually an insert, but it fits in there so tightly. I didn't even know it was an, in, an insert at first. But looking up online, it looks like people are putting, you know, two full-size, full-frame bodies in there with four or five different lenses. You know, you've got people putting, you know, like a Canon 5D Mark IV with the 200 to 400 lens, which is a beast, with another three lenses in it as well. Um, so you can fit plenty of gear in that pocket. So this is the main camera storage area you're talking about? Correct. And you say that's an insert. So basically you'd be able to remove that and just have it be a, an open bag, basically, that you could hold any, anything in? Yeah, you can. Wow, that's, that's kind of interesting. Now, as, as this is an insert, is it possible when you remove that, is it its own encased item that you know maybe you could have its own strap so you could carry it separately? Um, so it does zip up. It has a zipper cover. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't think it's one you'd want to just kind of carry on its own. Okay. Uh, you could easily pull it out and put it into like luggage or something like that if you wanted to. Okay. But I, I wouldn't put a strap on it. Okay. Yeah. I see as I, cl- I continue clicking through the pictures, they do show it separately. 
Uh, but yeah, if you were to put that into a separate shoulder bag or something else like that, where you wanted to just have a different form factor, maybe that would make sense for you. Yeah. Uh, it zips up on the sides and then the very top edge has a Velcro closure where it kind of folds over the top and then it closes with some Velcro. Yeah. That, that looks really good. Uh, tell me about, you know, does it have water bottle holders? Does it carry your, all sorts of other things that we're going to need? Yeah. So let me tell you, uh, the front pocket, this is probably my favorite thing about the bag. There's a, a big pocket on the front that runs the whole length of the bag. Okay. And there's a lot of features in this pocket that you can tell came from the, you know, thinking about people using it out snowboarding or in the snow doing whatever. It's a waterproof pocket and it has reinforced padding uh, between that pocket and the, the pocket that holds all your camera gear. Okay. So if you're out, you know, you got wet snow pants, whatever, you can throw it in that pocket and it's not going to get any of your camera gear wet. And it has drainage holes at the bottom, so it's going to drain out for you. Um, you know, if you got crampons or something that might be a little sharper, you don't have to worry about it, you know, getting there and damaging your camera body. Um, and the, the pocket actually expands as well, so you can fit a ton in that pocket. I went to Idaho with this bag last summer, I think, and I was going by myself for, for a five-day trip it was actually during the eclipse i went there to shoot the eclipse and i fit five days worth of clothing extra wow. shoes everything in that pocket and then all my camera gear of course in the in the camera area um and then so i love that, that pocket but then the outside of the bag is just covered in clips and straps and everything you could want to attach everything i always carry a lot of carabiners with me and put them put them through all these little hooks and I don't like that it doesn't have like a dedicated water bottle pocket on the side. Um, so, I mean, I've got like water bottle holders that are meant to go on your belt that I just put through the strap on the outside. Um, oh, okay. So that just attaches to one of those many different areas where you can just kind of clip things to, it sounds like. Yeah. you Yeah. You can clip pretty much whatever you want to it. Um, you know, I've put hiking poles on it. Um, tripod, you can put a tripod on either side or on the front of the bag, which okay. I like having that option to kind of keep it balanced wherever, wherever oh, yeah. you need it. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can throw a tent on the outside, you know, ski the snowboard. It's not, you know, I've had some bags that aren't very rigid. And so when you put something big on the outside or even just a tripod, it'll kind of pull the bag one way or the other. Sure. Um, you're not going to have that problem here. You can see in the pictures, they've got people with a snowboard on the back and it's not a big deal. Yeah, there's a guy carrying skis as well. And there's just all sorts of different configurations they're, you know, trying to tempt, tempt us with. Uh, no. What about that? There's a pocket on the top side. On top. And uh, how, how big is that? You know, they, they show in their picture show, uh, carrying some ski goggles and the like. Uh, being someone who doesn't ski, uh, you know, what else would, would we anticipate putting in there? Yeah, it's actually a bigger pocket than I usually have seen on camera bags. If you don't have huge feet, you might get away with throwing a, a spare pair of shoes in there. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think what I usually put in there. Like um, if I wanted to put my computer charger, you know, the, the plug-in charger for that, and maybe a, my portable hard drives, would you think that kind of stuff would fit in there? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Maybe some um, room to I, spare. Yeah, I know. I usually put like all my filters in there and just kind of stuff I want quick access to. Sure. Now, how is it as far as, you know, when you're trying to gain access because the, the main camera gear 
you can only gain access through the back of the backpack, you know, where the straps are. And how is that for you? Do you did you find that to be at all annoying or anything along those lines? Or is that just like, eh, no big deal. Just take it off. There's my gear. Keep moving. How did that yeah, go so, for you? Yeah. So a lot of bags are going that way nowadays. I resisted it a little bit at first, but the more I use that style of bag, the more it actually makes sense to me. Um, if you're like walking through a river or something like that, you can swing the bag around and get access to it without actually taking the bag off. Okay. Um, but I also like it because when you, when you throw your bag down on the ground to get to your gear, you're throwing the front of the bag on the ground rather than the bag, the part that's going to be up against your body. Right. I don't want to get the mud and stuff up against my body. One really cool thing about getting to that gear pocket is um, the back panel that you get into. It yeah. actually has a hinge down the middle of it. Oh, okay. So you, on most of these bags, you have to completely unzip that whole pocket and open it up and then get into your gear. With this, you, you can just unzip the top half of it. And then the hinge, you can fold it down and get to most of your gear that way. Okay. So they're suggesting that you put it, the camera at the top of the bag and by only unzipping it partway, you can easily have access to that because it folds right there. Yeah. And that would be convenient. Certainly, you don't have to feel like you're either unnaturally bending that flap or you don't have to feel like you're opening the whole thing. Now, no. when you say you can sw turn it around and not have to take the bag off, I assume that means the waist belt you're keeping attached. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so then it is swinging around and then you have it just dangling off your waist, so to speak, uh, out there in front of you. And so then all the stuff is just available right there as you as you open it up yep sweet so they also have a 350 and that's probably not one that you have personal experience with but i'm sure it's really going to be similar i don't yeah I, I looked into it a little bit um as i was looking through this stuff and it looked like it's pretty much the same bag uh just a little bit smaller sure and it looks like right now on Amazon, those bags are a pretty good price. Uh, two seventy nine for the four fifty, and two thirty for the three fifty. So as far as the fit is concerned, it's it's adjustable enough for you. You found it to be really comfortable, I presume, or how did that go for you? Yeah, I, uh, it, it fits fine. The comfort, I, I was actually surprised because it is built for. You know, the material is designed to get wet. Um, you know, it's not waterproof, but pretty close. Okay. Um, so the, the straps don't have a ton of padding on them, but they're comfortable because they're a bit wider. So okay. they cover more area on your body. Um, and then there's really nice padding on the back that kind of hits you where where you need it to. I've put a link to his website, photographyandtravel.com, in the show notes where he's got a fairly detailed review and uh, commentary on this bag. And, of course, um, find it on Low Pro's website, uh, Amazon's website for purchase, that kind of a thing. Well, thanks again, Brent, and uh, have a good afternoon. No problem. Thank you. Okay, that leads us to our next caller, Wendy Gunderson. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Oh, you bet. So tell us a little bit, Wendy, about yourself, your photography, and then you're going to lead us into the Billingham Large Hadley or Hadley Large camera bag. So your, your, your photography, the type of work you do and that kind of thing. Um, well, for my day job, I'm a lawyer, but um, okay. for, for fun is where I started with photography. And I started a long time ago in film 
and um, broke down and went digital in 2007. And I'm finding myself kind of going drifting back to film. So um, really, <laughs> yeah, I actually, now I'm just if I can ask and interrupt really quickly. Sure. Do you remember what month you switched in 2007? Uh, it was November, September, or November. It was fall. Because I switched in June of 2007, so I just thought, hey, maybe there's a, a thing there. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so your lawyer uh, as your day job and then photography has been your hobby for quite a while, it sounds like. It has. Um, I started a website in 2011 devoted to Caribbean travel photography because that's what I, um, nice. I really like to visit. And then um, a couple of years back, I started a film photography only website called Film Road Trip. So wherever I go and shoot film, I'm, I'm kind of adding things there. So filmroadtrip.com, would it be? Right. Nice. All right. So I'll have include that in the show notes as well. Should I? And then what's the kind you, you say with your digital work? And I assume you probably put either your film or your digital in this uh, Hadley large bag. Is that the case or That's, do you have a special bag for your digital work and a special bag for your film work? No, actually, um, for regardless of what I'm shooting, I use this kind of as a day to day carry around kind of bag. I use a roller bag when I'm traveling by air uh, okay. and want to carry a lot of gear. But this is a great walk around daily bag. Like right now, it's got whatever I'm taking with me if if I'm going someplace like for hearing <laughs> uh, traveling yeah. around the state, I'll throw this bag in um, with something to shoot. And that's what I go to. And I take it with me uh, when we travel longer distances too, as the day bag. So I don't, okay. I don't use a roller bag everywhere. I take it to the hotel, park it, and then I will use this bag or a um, tote bag and take the insert out of this bag and use it to protect the photo gear. Uh, which is less conspicuous as a camera bag. Um, sure. But it's a great day bag because it carries so much stuff and it's yeah. comfortable to carry. How, I guess, how would you describe the styling of this bag? It's not your, it does not look like your traditional camera bag, but I have seen a few bags that kind of look like this. And I don't know if Billingham has basically led the the way in this style that they have going on here, but it's a standard, you know, uh, shoulder bag. But, you know, how would you describe the styling? Um, I think it most closely resembles a messenger bag, but instead of just having a flap that goes over the top, it has two gusseted pockets, which hold a lot sure. of uh, gear in it. And it's traditional styling. Um, if you look on their website, they sometimes splash out in some different colors, but for the most part, it's um, traditional kind of canvas look with leather trim that you'd see in traditional uh, camera bags. I like the classic look of it. I actually have had this bag for 10 years. I went back to look. I purchased it in 2008 and wow. it still looks fabulous and works great. You know, you as a photographer, you collect a lot of camera bags and they end up in the back closet and you don't use them mm -hmm. any longer. Right. Um, but this one's always been around. So I guess that shows that's it's endurance that I keep using it because it, it is that useful and that it holds so much. Awesome. So with it holding so much, what is the specific gear that you tend to take with you most often? Uh, well, right now it's got a couple film cameras in it. Um, usually if it's, um, I'm, if I'm packing heavy, like if I'm going on a photo walk, um, I would probably take a DSLR with my 2470 on it. Um, and then if you put that in the center of the bag and put the part, you can move these little um, soft partitions and around you get sure. two, two end ca um, cavities that you can hold lenses flashes 
Um, that's not even including the pockets, which I actually tested it out. I can fit two flashes in each pocket with still more room to spare. So they're nice oh and big. Goodness. There's um, straps on the front that have these little brass fittings on them. So you can adjust them. They're great for adjusting it depending on how much gear you have. And also you can open either side at once and access that side's pocket or an interior of the bag without opening the whole bag up. So it's nice for walking around. You're not, you know, constantly exposing what is in your bag and you're also minimize the chance of dumping it on the ground. It's interesting too. This is the first manufacturer that I've seen where they'll show various pieces of the gear in arrangement as to how it would fit in the bag, but without the bag there. So it's like they stuffed it in the bag, but then they just poof, they, they vanished (laughs) the bag away. Did that help you in your, in your purchasing decision? Yeah, that really does help you get a sense of how much you can fit in the bag and you can see how much it will hold. Plus, I was actually just shopping for a smaller version for um, I just bought a little eight Canon AE1, a 19, 1981 little film camera with a wow, couple little yeah. lenses. And, and it doesn't need that much space as I have in this bag. So I was just looking for the smaller version of the Hadley or one of their other bags. So it's nice to kind of get a visual of what can fit inside of it. So their website's a really useful resource. Yeah. And it looks like it holds a notebook computer as well. It does. You can get a sleeve to fit it in because the laptop actually would fit outside the padded section where the camera goes along the back side of the bag. But you can mm. purchase a separate laptop sleeve. I never did just because I had a neoprene laptop sleeve and could just slide it in there. So it's oh, good. I see. when I go on work trips and I want to take a camera, but not a whole setup, I will use this, put my laptop on the side put the smaller camera in there and then I can fit other stuff in it like wallet, phone, that kind of stuff. So it's a nice, you know, work okay. track bag as well. I guess what I'm seeing here or what I'm, what I'm interpreting this is we have the shell, which is the canvas of the bag. Right. We then, we then have the padded compartment, which includes the dividers and that is removable. Mm-hmm. And, and in addition to that, you can purchase a padded notebook sleeve or just use the neoprene sleeve like you have. Yep. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah, being able to just pull that compartment out and, you know, like you said, I think you mentioned earlier, putting it into a different bag, yet you still have the protection for your gear. That definitely is convenient to to be able to move it into different locations like that. Right. There's a, a one step up on this bag called the Hadley Pro, which has a top handle as well as a shoulder strap. And it also has a leather fitting on the side where you can add additional pouches. So if you wanted additional space, you could add it on that way. Uh, so there's a couple different models in the Hadley line. But Okay. Yeah, that Pro with the uh, the top handle, that would probably be the one I would want uh, myself. I do like the fact, you know, to be able to just grab it. Although I see the Hadley one, they also have top handles on that one. So right oh, there's there's lots of good options here <laughs> and that now, that pro line also has a zippered pocket on the back side so if you oh. were looking for something that's a little more secure for your documents that would be the one to go with very cool is that canvas uh, very you know weather resistant or is it just this really isn't for the the drizzly days kind of a thing um it is it's got a kind of a rubberized lining on the underside of it so it it's oh. good a good protection in the weather um i had a son in cross country for four years. And, uh, this did a good job at weathering the rain. <laughs> if you've ever been in cross country, you'll see a little rain. So from time to time, so this worked well, even in the rain. 
Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for joining us, taking the time to tell us a little bit about this bag and why you like it. It sounds like it's doing really good for you, and I think it might serve other listeners well, too. So I really appreciate it. No problem. It's been my pleasure. Well, that concludes the first rounds of listener call-ins. I really appreciate everybody calling in and talking with me about their bags, what they like, maybe what they don't like. Remember, round two will be published only on the Latitude feed, and that is going to be in about two weeks. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, happy shooting!